I love this show. I love this show. I've told all my co I've told all my coworkers. I've told all my coworkers. Listen to it every day. Listen to it every day, and it's amazing. Do you have the spark? Welcome back, everybody, to Leaders of Walmart, where we're giving you an inside look at what it takes to be a leader of Walmart. Today, we've got Jay Cordray from Region 20. Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, Zach. Uh, Jay Cordray, like you said, Region 20, which is Pittsburgh and Cleveland area and going on 25 years with the company. All right. Awesome. So, Jay, I got to ask you, what is your Walmart story? Yeah, great question. Uh, I started with Walmart when I was 16. Uh, my mom was a school teacher and then had a part-time job at Walmart, a single mom. So I came to Walmart in the, the normal fashion in high school and stayed there in college and went through the intern program. Uh, I had an opportunity to uh, start out as an assistant, open a new store in Philadelphia, run three different stores with Walmart from New Mexico to Oklahoma, a couple complex stores. And then uh, went into a market role for about five years, a market manager position in Kansas and Oklahoma. And then came into the home office and supply chain, and then which led into supporting the central division and um, all change going to the field and all questions coming in supporting central. All right. Awesome. Sounds like you definitely moved around yeah. a lot and all that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, what was it that you did to stand <laughs> out as you advanced in your career? It's a good question. I think it starts with um, you have to be an expert in the field that, that you're in. You know, whatever the company is asking you to do, you have to do a really good job. And I think when I look back over the different areas that I've been with the company, it starts with a lot of self-learning, <clears throat> a lot of building relationships and not waiting for the company to do that for you. And a big part of my development uh, is the different assignments I've been able to have across the company and the relationships I've been able to make. And if I go back to where I started, you know, I started in Reno, Oklahoma, store 227 which means it was the 227th store opened in the company. And I went from there to open up a new store in Philadelphia. And the problems that I thought I had in Oklahoma, once I got to Philadelphia, it didn't feel so big. Uh, when, I, when I got there and we were opening up a new store at the time, an area that didn't have a lot of super centers and a lot of division ones. And you know the culture wasn't there. <clears throat> and the supply chain wasn't quite developed yet. And it gave me an opportunity to really see what problems were and also meet great leaders. You know, I remember Steve Maloney, who's still with the company, by the way, uh, was the RGM at the time or the vice president at the time. And I remember touring stores with him and him teaching me the business, you know, how to tour, how to teach, how to lead and uh, how to overcome a lot of those barriers that I thought I had in Oklahoma. And I never would have been able to come over those unless I would have gone to Philadelphia. And then when I transitioned to the next role in you know, New Mexico and got my first super center, then the next couple of complex stores I ran after that, what's really stood out to me in my, in my career is the self-development and the relationships of, of the peer groups. You know, it's not a formalized company program, but you know, I've met individuals like Noel Reeves you know, or Chad Rohr, or when I came into the office and I met uh, Carol Johnston and her passion for people and execution and and opportunities to work with David Redfield and, you know, him teaching the scope and scale and size of the company. And I remember, you know, informally uh, meeting with Darren Carithers and, and Judith, you know, at the home office and just having five in the morning conversations about what he was working on and how I could be better. And when you put those together, you know, and even in the interview, the position I have now, you know, I interviewed for the RGM position. And I remember uh, two pivotal points with Judith and with Todd when I was interviewing that I was really nervous about the interview. Right. But coming out of that, I remember being in a hotel room at five in the morning and still using something I use today over a conversation that Judith had with me about how are you going to get feedback from your team? 
or walking into Todd's office and uh, didn't know Todd at all and him talking about uh, how you track performance and how he's been able to, to leverage relationships. And when you kind of put all that together, the individuals that you meet throughout the company, a lot of self-development, you earn the right to move up by being an expert in your field. And I think I've always really focused on being very good at whatever I'm given, but also capitalizing on those opportunities that uh, I can't think of another company where I could have moved to Philadelphia, New Mexico, Houston, Oklahoma, Arkansas. And the one thing you can't get out of a book are the leaders that are with Walmart. You know, the Chad Roars and the, the Noel Reeves and the people that are really good at their job and having those conversations when you're driving up and down the road or you're in the store and seeing the individuals that are really good at their job teach you the culture and the passion of the people and the intangible things that you don't learn in, in formalized class. And when you put that together, I think uh, it, it's a good way to develop uh, your career. I know, it's, I know it sure helped mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible, and you're remembering all those names, which tells me that you really leaned into those relationships and getting that self development. As you came up, what was one mistake that you made, and what did you learn from it? Well, uh, I'll limit it to one, if that's okay. But uh, <laughs> one uh, one that really stands out to me, if I, if I'm just being you know very transparent, is when I came to the office, I really struggled. You know, since. Since I was uh, 16 years old, I walked into stores and I talked to associates and maintenance associates and cart pushers and I've led teams and I felt really comfortable in that space. And I remember being approached about going to supply chain and um, what, it, what I needed to do in my career to be able to grow, you know, at the time, uh, do something different. And I remember getting into the supply chain role and it's very cold and systemic from my, my, my point of view. It's a very production environment. Uh, and then that transitioned into a role where I supported Carol in the division, and it was a line of work where I sure wasn't the expert, and I sure didn't feel comfortable doing the job that I was doing, if I'm being very transparent. And walking into the home office environment, as you know, is a very different environment from being in stores, and I was so comfortable impacting change in stores, and I was so uncomfortable being in the office. Yeah. And uh, the more time that I was there and the different relationships that I met, if I could just pull out some of the, the learnings that I had, it, it really is the relationships and the leaders. You know, there's several times that I could have failed to be transparent, but, you know, there's a lot of skill sets that I didn't have that I have now that I didn't even know that I needed. You know, when you're, when you're in the home office environment, <clears throat> a lot of the work I was able to be a part of, you know, we were working on strategy. That's 180 days, but you still have to do the day job, you know, and, and meeting people like Darren Carithers and others when and looking at the project management and I use a lot of that today in the region that I'm in of how do you see problems and, and fix something without breaking another and how do you make sure that you're focusing on customer problems and not internal problems and when I first got into the office I had a hard time adapting to you know a lot of meetings to be transparent a lot of conversations <laughs> I wasn't really close to the customer I wasn't with large teams but coming out of it I was really able to spend a lot of time in my personal communication uh, you know, the quality of communication, what people actually hear, you know, how do you leverage the full resources of the company? And I had never seen the supply chain before. No. I had never seen the inner workings of the store support. And I got to see a lot of conversations from tours with Greg and Judith and uh, different conversations, watching the SVPs, how they work. And now that I'm in the role I'm in now, um, I wouldn't have done anything different, but I felt very uncomfortable, but a lot of learnings on how to leverage the full resources of the company. And the more that you can get exposure to different teams, uh, the better understanding that you can have on how to solve problems. And I think it really benefited me a lot, I mean, it benefited me a lot by doing it. 
Yeah, I think, it, you know, being able to get into those new uncomfortable situations are so important for coming up. And that, again, like you said, that's one of the great things about Walmart. You can work in a store and then you can do something totally different and work in an office and really get a well-rounded perception and perspective on the company. Hmm. So what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to get promoted into a leadership role? Uh, a lot of people that I mentor, I think you have to start with the price of entry is doing a great job, you know, and being an expert at whatever you're, you're doing for the company at that time, whether it's assistant manager, co-manager, supply chain, home office. I think the highest level of respect you can give your supervisor is them to know that you're going to make good decisions and that you're going to run your business really well. And a lot of the mentees that I have, I spend a lot of time talking to them and understanding how they're developing their teams and future leaders. I think it's a, that's a force multiplier. Um, it's the thing that I'm the most proud of with the company now that the leaders I've been able to produce. And it also gives me time back. You know, when I, when I find a, a talented individual and I can um, help them help me make decisions and solve problems, it takes a lot of time. Uh, but it's absolutely the thing that I'm the most proud of. And I think it gives you room to grow as a leader and you know when you kind of put those together you know that you've got to start with doing the job very well and then bringing up a team that is disciplined and you're going to build future leaders another thing i think a lot about and i really challenge the leaders that i have is uh, don't wait for leadership one best way you know you got to go out and, and self-develop yourself and you know the conversations that i shared with you early on i do remember that i write them down and it could be inter interactions from feedback that i get from a store manager or feedback that I get from an executive, it's the same, but it's feedback on how you're doing your job. And if you, if you look at that and you track that, um, you'll be a little bit better every day and you build relationships as you're going through whatever development that you're in, you'll get really good transparent feedback. And a lot of my conversations or people that are wanting to promote, you need that feedback. You know, you need people to say, hey, you were really confusing, or hey, you need to work on this. Um, so I think the self-development piece uh, is, a, is a really big one. A lot of people are waiting for the company to develop your, your skills. You should do that. And you have to invest in relationships to make that happen. So those three things I would really spend time in um, to, to move up. And price of entry is, is doing a great job. I wouldn't overlook that. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you believe is the biggest challenge for today's leaders to overcome? And what advice would you give them for overcoming that? It's a great question, Zach, and I think the the speed of change. And if I just just say it, you know, very very briefly, when I ran my first store to when I ran my last store, there wasn't a lot that was different. You know, I was in New Mexico and I was in Oklahoma and I was in a complex store, but in all reality, you know, I was taking beans from the truck and putting them on the shelf. You know, kind of deal. Yeah. If you look at the past three years, um, how much change has happened from OGP to ship to store, and we don't know how customers are going to want to shop. That that's very different, but. From a leader standpoint, I think the challenge is uh, you're going to have to do a lot of self-learning to understand what those skills are to be productive. And some people on my team get more done by nine o'clock in the morning than others do all day long, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And as the environment changes, I think you got to figure out where you put your energy to, to continue to be able to lead in the environment. And then there's a lot of things that haven't changed and will never change. Um, you know, I, I remember back my first store manager at that time, you know, he, you know, I pulled this, you know, we were talking to you today, but you probably never seen this before. It's a data processing bag. <laughs> no. and I remember him telling the story about, you know, priority notes, they'd get them on Thursday, they put them back on the truck on Friday, you know, and they had to get them done. That's still the same. You know, the sense yeah. of urgency components haven't changed, but how we do it is different. And uh, when you think about uh, what the store will look like, my guess is being an expert in the field doesn't change, being really good at what you do. Um, the people development components 
those are universal. They're going to be around developing a really good team um, that supports you and then spending time investing in yourself personally and professionally. So when I think about the things that haven't changed with Walmart, there's some things no matter what the environment plays out will be exactly the same. So the challenge for the leaders are customer demands will be different. Customer problems will be the same. They're always going to be looking for us to, to provide a really good product. And if we stay really close to our, our value, you know, with Walmart, one thing I've always appreciated, those leaders that I mentioned to you, I spent time with them because over time they've been successful. And how they did it was different, but what they did was the same. And they led with people and, and culture and um, spend time touring and teaching and training. So I think if you put your energy towards those things, doing the very best job that you can, developing your team and spending time developing yourself personally and professionally, um, you'll, no matter what the environment is, uh, you'll be really, really successful at it. Yeah, I, I love that. Look at those universal evergreen types of things spend your energy there and then you can deal with the things that you need to adapt to so jay any last pieces of advice or anything else you'd want to share with the audience uh zach i appreciate the time and uh, for you doing it um in the interview process i think it's a really good avenue to be able to communicate with a, a large group of uh, uh associates and people and if any if anything else that stands out to me with Walmart and hearing the leadership that we have from Dakota, Todd and Doug and, and Dave and everybody else is to focus around people and, and our culture. You know, those things are really universal where a lot of the things change, but the thing that I respect the most about the company and or appreciate um, are the leaders that are here internally that have invested in me time and time again. And whether you call that touring or mentoring or develop to lead, in all reality, they're all over the company and you have access to them every single day. And I think videos like this that you're shooting to give us a broad perspective of individuals that we may not be able to have an opportunity to meet is great. And uh, I know I appreciate seeing them on Workplace too. So thanks for taking some time. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Jay, for being here. Appreciate it. And stay safe out there. Have fun in the field. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for listening to SparkCast. Join us on Workplace to learn more about this episode. Join the Social Champs program and how-to guides on improving your social posts. Until next time, be the spark the world needs.